With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, listeners. From home or on the road. Cat's a favorite story. You are listening to Cat the Story. The podcast where in each episode we bring you great stories told by dear storytellers. I'm your host, Lucia Matuonto, and it's time to get the story. Our first storyteller is Tonia Todd, an author, actress, and Sin City cinephile. The lack of diversity in literature has inspired Tonia's stories. A betting chance. Written and recorded by Tanya Todd. Sasha stripped down to her seamless red thong and stared at the array of clothing covering her bed. She couldn't even choose a bra before knowing what blouse she'd wear. Scrutinizing the selection, her cap padded between the items lining her quilt. He swished his fluffy gray tail with disapproval. Either he wanted a spot for his early evening nap, or he didn't like the selections any better than she did. Not now, Bennett. She lifted him and set him on the floor. The last thing I need is cat hair on everything. Only 30 minutes remained before Luke's expected arrival. Sasha ransacked the piles for the right combination and donned her 12th potential outfit for the night. She checked the mirror. Ugh, still not right. She tossed them back on the bed. Slacks were essential. Anything else might mislead her date, make him think they could be more than friends, make her lose the bet. Smearing almond oil over her legs, she returned their ashy hue to smooth tawny and scanned her choices again. Nothing. Nothing would work. If she didn't choose something soon, she'd still be naked when Luke arrived. Three hard knocks bellowed from her front door. Bennett ran from the room. Sasha covered her breasts. She wasn't ready for any of this. It was too soon. She snagged a silk robe from its hook. The cool material as she wrapped it around her bare skin soothed her heated frenzy. Just because he'd shown up half an hour early didn't mean she should rush. Let him pay the price for not getting there on time. With calm determination, she sauntered out of her room and to the front door. Despite her bold stance, relief washed over her when she checked the peephole. Instead of Luke's ghost-like beauty, a brawny bronze angel waited on the other side. She was saved. With Jacob's help, she'd definitely find an outfit to send the right message. No more fear of mixed signals. She threw open the door to welcome her friend. Jacob swept in with a flourish. Find something to wow him yet? That was the whole reason she needed him. 
The clothes on her bed weren't nice enough for dinner, but if she wore something appropriate, something that hinted at possible investment, Luke might mistake her decorum as interest. One brow arched, Jacob primped her curls. With a salacious smile, he assessed her current state of undress. That'll do it. No one's wowing anyone. She tightened the belt on her silk robe. I plan to appease my misguided suitor by going through the motions and fulfilling my perfunctory role as mechanically as possible to prove the fruitlessness of our pairing. That is all. Girl, you tripping. Jacob spun her around and nudged her toward the bedroom. Get in there and let's get you ready. But she would never be ready for Luke. Not really. The man had stepped out of a Jane Austen novel to sweep her off her feet. If her four decades taught her anything, it was that the Wickhams of the world favored the pleasures found in Las Vegas, not a true Mr. Darcy. And as a separated mother of three, she was no Elizabeth. Jacob shook his head at the chaos on her bed. You aren't even trying. Given that the contrived date simulation served only to placate a curiosity and fulfill the terms of her first bet with Jacob, what she wore didn't matter. Not really. She held up pant number two with shirt number nine, crisp black slacks with a blue button-down blouse. How about this? Sweetie. He rubbed his temples as though massaging away her painful suggestion. It's not a job interview. Well, it's not a real date either. On a real date, she would already know what to wear, not to mention where they were eating that evening. In fact, she would probably have planned the whole thing, controlling the night instead of leaving her fate to a random crapshoot. Be honest, Jacob said. How much of this is you trying to win the new bet versus freaking out because you really like him? I don't. I just... Her words sputtered. Any handsome man might engage the eye, but Luke aroused her mind, all the more challenging to resist. Her tingling tongue triggered a minty memory, the cool tickle of his breath, the fresh spark in his fire-blue eyes, the firm press of his lips when, during their drama class performance, Drake and Lily's breakup morphed into a public declaration of Luke's interest in more than friendship. Okay, maybe she sort of liked him, and maybe there was some part of her that wished she wasn't damaged goods. But she didn't have the bandwidth to start dating yet. Couldn't spare the time from her acting career. Besides, Sin City was no place to fall in love. Las Vegas meant bright lights, big city. She'd rather take the stage and risk tomatoes than roll the dice with her heart. Losing the first bet may have forced her into this experiment, but failing again meant agreeing to a second date. Extra bet or not, a second date might lead to a third, and third dates... No, this ended tonight. A warm hand on her elbow tugged her back to awareness. Jacob offered a gentle squeeze. If I send you out like this, I may as well forfeit. He'll never try to kiss you again. Works for me. It would certainly make all this easier. Well, it doesn't work for our bet, he set his hands on his hips. You promised you'd try. That was when she thought she'd win the first bet. Fine. She could still express platonic intentions draped in a plain frock. Something simple and boring that de-emphasized her curves. Let's look through my closet. He followed her into the walk-in wardrobe and scooped an armful of silk and satin gowns. Now we're talking. He headed toward the door, then broke to an abrupt halt. What's with all this blank space? I can't believe you haven't taken over the whole closet yet. It hasn't been that long. Five weeks to the day. Not that she was counting anniversaries anymore. Jacob spread her dresses out to breathe on an abandoned rod. The space is yours now. Use it. 
Together they peruse the buffet of options. A peach shirt dress, a tangerine shift, a watermelon mini. She pointed to a plum maxi that dangled shapeless from its hanger. You've got to be kidding. He dismissed her suggestion with a wave and lifted her spearmint halter dress from the rod. This one. It's hot without trying. I can't wear that. Why not? Besides the fact that she wasn't aiming for hot, Luke had admired that dress during their first interaction when she was still trying to set him up with Jacob. Boy, had she misread that encounter. She never would have agreed to jaunt around Sunset Park quoting Shakespeare on Luke's arm had she known he was straight. He's already seen me in it. Gone. Jacob thrust it back to the rod. He flipped through more options and paused at a cherry red gown. Try this. Sasha caressed the smooth satin and fingered the velvet lace. The last time she'd worn this curve-hugging flowing number was at the only Las Vegas performance of Alice through the looking glass. When gliding across Smith Center's gray marble tiles, she embraced the palatial opulence of salmon stone walls, teardrop light fixtures hanging from sky-high ceilings, and the bronze genius and flight statue. Emboldened with the power only such a gown can provide, She'd aim to strut the aisle to her center seat, the same grace and elegance as the Red Queen. Tonight's affair must not involve that type of magic, not if she planned to prevent a goodnight kiss. Even if she phoned in the entire evening to win the bet, the allure of this dress could blow her blasé performance. As he walked her to the door, Luke might be tempted to fan her skirt with a twirl, then whirl her into his arms for one glorious smooch. Heat flushed over Sasha's face and neck. You're trying to sabotage me. Look. A knowing grin eased across Jacob's face. If you could dress yourself, you wouldn't have to worry about my motives. That wasn't a denial. Oh, girl, he dabbed the faux sweat from his brow. I'm so glad you brought up denial. Can we dish about the real reason you'll lose tonight's bet? Sasha's mouth fell open, but resisted a verbal response. A yes or no would admit her expected defeat. Anything more would invite a tea party with unwanted spills. Her buzzing phone saved her from responding. Without apology, she slipped back into her bedroom, grabbed herself from the dresser, and checked her notifications. A text from Luke. Identify the quote. Sentence first, verdict afterwards. Sasha squeezed her phone. It was bad enough he'd hijacked her evening. Couldn't he wait until they were together before stimulating her brain? Her phone buzzed again. Stump you already? Ferocious fingers typed her response. Stuff and nonsense! He'd need more than Lewis Carroll to challenge her, especially with her Smith Center experience fresh on her mind. She chewed her lip, meditating on the coincidence. Others might read some type of sign into it. For her, it only proved why they'd make great friends. Hello, queen! Jacob bounded from the closet holding up a black satin gown in one hand, two matching opera gloves in the other. Why come to play when you can slay? That's tempting, if she were attending a coronation. Let's lose the The doorbell rang. They shared a panicked look. I'm late, she said. I'm late for a very important... Don't! She stabbed her finger at him, daring him to continue. He beamed at the black gown. Guess you have to wear this. Calming herself with a deep breath, she extricated the satin ensemble from his grip. Let him in. I'll get dressed. Once alone with her selections, Sasha worked through her options again. If Luke liked her as much as Jacob claimed, he'd try to kiss her no matter what she wore. 
but even if the odds weren't in her favor, she was in the right city to beat them. Except that the house always wins. Rather than fold her cards, it was time to assume the position of power. Put him on the defense. She touched up her hair and makeup, then changed into her final outfit. When Sasha stepped out from the hall, she sashayed toward Luke with purpose. Despite the extra inches her heels provided, he stood taller than she remembered. His snug, cobalt button-down, sleeves tucked at the elbow, augmented the blue in his eyes. His jackpot smile lit the room. That dress. He glided forward two quick steps, then broke to a forceful stop. It's... She withheld a satisfied smile. Not only did this dress paint her in an intimidating light, it matched her favorite bold lipstick. No more running from Luke's chase. Her imperious presence would dissuade his approach. His shoulders relaxed and he recovered his usual poise. Stepping closer, he presented a crimson stargazer lily. Red is your color. She half expected roses, but Luke wasn't much for cliches, even beautiful ones. Noting his slick obsidian curls, perfectly gelled into place save one over his right brow, she restrained the urge to brush them into place. Because I'm angry and aggressive? Or was it her burning cheeks? You're passionate. He pushed closer, backing her to the wall, then brushed the velvet petals over her cheek. And driven. Sasha's heart pounded. Already he called her power bluff. Careful to avoid grazing his flesh, she peered into his eyes and wrapped her fingers around his offering. She breathed in the floral bouquet, reflecting on his opening act and his too attractive appearance the kind of sexy that would make a weaker woman reconsider. Safe behind the flower, she reminded herself of the risk. Only pain could result from involvement. Now was not the time to gamble on romance. I'll take that. Jacob popped up from out of nowhere and reached for the lily. She double-blinked, having forgotten he was there. Leaning in, he whispered, You're going down. Reluctantly releasing the flower barrier, she raised her chin to resume her stately manner. Excuse us a moment. By all means. Luke's eyes twinkled with sincerity. As she stepped away, he caught her wrist. Take all the time you need. Electricity surged, branding the moment with their brief touch. Sasha pulled her gaze from him and escaped to her kitchen. Snickering more with every step, Jacob followed close behind her. New bet, double or nothing. She wouldn't let him intimidate her, not in her Queen of Hearts dress. Already scared to lose? Jacob guffawed. Ten seconds together and he pinned you against the wall. Tonight's kiss is a foregone conclusion. I wasn't... She swallowed, stifling the image of Luke pressing her to the paint. She shook out her wrist. It wasn't that close. Please, if I hadn't interrupted, you'd be sucking face right now. Jacob twisted his lips, clearly restraining some pressing point. This bet is too easy. The stakes are too low. When he kisses you goodnight, all you have to do is agree to a second date. Assuming he asks, he will. And assuming he doesn't turn out to be a huge jerk, obviously. Fine. She tapped a red sole on the tile. There was no way to double her loss. Luke couldn't kiss her goodnight twice. She fingered her bottom lip. Even if he did, extra kisses wouldn't mean additional dates. Continue. No need to go all salty Sasha on me. Jacob threw his neck into it for emphasis. I notice you didn't question whether or not he'll kiss you. 
Her jaw sealed shut. He was right. Some part of her must have already accepted defeat, and attempting to lie couldn't overcome it. What's the new bet? The good night bet is still on, but... Jacob bounced in place, far too giddy about his proposal. If he kisses you before that, you have to be the one to ask him out. But that will make him think, uh-huh, Jacob nodded. And then he'll expect you to give him more than a rigged free spin. He bopped her nose with the lily. Stop being vulgar. Though not opposed to thwarting gender norms, extending invitations didn't make sense, not when actively avoiding a relationship. It's not vulgar, he said. Free spins never win. They offer false hope, which isn't really fair. She hadn't thought about that. Sure, she'd been upfront with Luke about her hesitation. Like a gentleman, he promised not to push, to go at any pace she desired if she'd at least try. But she didn't try, and she wouldn't be pretending to try now if not for losing last week's bet to Jacob. And you have to wear the black satin number, gloves and all. Jacob, who instead of charging in as a trusty knave, arrived as more of a wild card. All he earned from these stupid bets were bragging rights and watching her squirm. She's the one who got to spend time with Luke. It might feel like a reward if not for the inevitable heartbreak. The hollow wound in her chest ached. So far she'd only rolled snake eyes on love. Only a fool would ante up again. Sweetie. Jacob brushed a spiral of curls behind her ear. You have got to work on your poker face. She searched his eyes, trying to read his. Why is this so important to you? He looped his arm in hers and pointed her toward the living room. Look at this man. Studying her family photos with interest, Luke scratched Bennett's ears while cradling him in his arms. Her age didn't bother him, nor did her children. He wasn't even concerned about cat fur. Jacob's warm hand caressed her shoulder. If a guy like Luke can't get you to try again, you might never move your clothes to the rest of the closet. Okay, she whispered. I accept your new terms. And the dress? The gown? The gloves? Everything. Jacob danced a victory waltz with her flower. But she plucked the lily from him. Luke turned toward the commotion and returned Bennett to the floor. Arm outstretched, he reached a hand for Sasha. Shall we? Inhaling the lily's essence to resist the magnetic pull, she eyed Luke through the petals. If I win, you go six months without meddling in my love life. With all that heat, said Jacob, I won't have to. Sasha handed over the lily. She fixed her gaze on Luke. No more fighting him either. Gravitating toward him, she stepped into his orbit and accepted his hand. For the rest of the night, all bets were off. This has been A Betting Chance by Tanya Todd, originally published by Huntington Press in Love in the Dunes, Las Vegas Writers on Passion and Heartache. Her involvement in the literature, theater, and filmmaking communities provides a platform to champion marginalized artists and contribute to an environment that embraces a variety of voices. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Up next, we have Janet Kravitz, an award-winning Canadian author, poet, and artist. Janet has lived in various worlds, including Ukraine, Israel, and Canada. Her favorite word is peace. The River Called My Name by Janet Kravitz Some time ago, one chilly winter night, the moon was shining on the riverside. I was at home. The call was very clear. The mighty river whispered in my ear. I heard it well. The river called my name. I tried to hide as if it was a game. Alas, my ice skates looked at me and winked. I stared right back at them, but then I blinked. Back then, I was a little girl, quite shy. Yes, timid, always looking at the sky. The moon was my best friend for many years. It had a mouth, a nose, and two big ears. And now the river wanted me to play. Tomorrow was for me a busy day. I climbed beneath my blanket, very still. The river shall surrender to my will. It was too dark to play. It wasn't right. Besides, I felt some fear that very night, as if the floor was not beneath my feet, as if a game would bring me a defeat. Right then a foolish thought came to my mind, the moonlight was for me to seek and find. If I could catch it, it then would be mine, so pretty, gentle, blissfully divine. I grabbed my ice skates, ready for a race, to chase the light in this enchanting place. The icy surface sparked beneath my skates, when on a tree ahead I saw the gates. Just a reflection, but so pure and bright, as if the moon had fallen from its height. Entranced, I whispered, Moon will be my guide. Almighty oak tree, show me what you hide. The oak tree nodded in the wind with grace. The moon replied by leaving me a trace. It paved my way with lines. I crossed between. The ice then cracked and frightened, I fell in. I have to say that on that thick white ice, I only skated. This was a surprise. It was the warmest 
winter since my birth, as global warming made its mark on earth. Down I was falling like a heavy rock, I was afraid, in a tremendous shock. All of a sudden, help seemed to dive in. It was a branch. Well, where do I begin? I felt inside a bright and massive light. It gave me peace and strangely strength to fight. I fought the cold embrace, I fought despair, then reached upwards to get some precious air. I took another hopeful look around. I was alone and desperate to be found. Was this brave tree branch truly diving in? Was this the truth or just a wish within? The branch had pulled my arm and I was out. A mighty pool I could not live without. I looked around, I saw a big oak tree. I felt alive and then I just broke free. Years passed, this giant tree became my friend. It made its many branches twist and bend, to look like playful dials upon a clock, so I could climb the tree so we could talk. I jumped between the branches very fast. It was like stepping on a living past. We laughed and played one thousand made-up games. I gave the branches different funny names. The oak tree knew its fate, the time has come. An axe would cut each branch, each wooden arm. The steel would pierce its heart, blow after blow, then bring it to the ground, into the snow. The branches looked at me in sad defeat. The dripping, freezing rain gave us a beat. I danced around with my poor old oak tree until the snow felt like the summer sea. The morning came, by then my tree was gone. Its thick bare roots were left behind with dawn. I was appalled, I was extremely mad. I lost a friend, I lost a dear granddad. One hundred years of growth, of branching out, and now we all were sadly left without. A tree of life that only gave and gave, a tree of life so tall, a tree so brave. I watched with grief the roots above the ground. Their loss was total, it was so profound. Confused, they were still shooting life upstream. It seemed to be my time to feel and dream. The roots knew best how all should live and heal, so now they asked me to forgive the steel. I felt a pull, perhaps a subtle nudge, to feel some love, to leave behind my grudge. I hugged the roots and quickly I stood tall. I was inspired, I felt no grief at all. Then something flowing lifted me above, it was pure oxygen, it was a friendly love. That eve I couldn't speak nor eat my meal. My dream that night felt very vivid, real. 
It was a healing dream, I do recall, and finally I felt no pain at all. I flew above the trees, above the grass, they moved aside, they gently let me pass. The birds were slowly gliding there with me, they gladly came along on such a spree. The morning sun was shining from the sky, I quickly gave a look, inquiring shy. My tree then smiled and gave its gentle light, it shone through me and lit my light inside. One hundred years had passed before my eyes, I felt the lows, I felt the happy highs. I lived through winters, summers, springs and falls, I saw a forest without borders, walls. I grew like my oak tree up to the skies, from there I felt the roots which made me wise. Then I was earth and water, air and fire, I was a thread, I was a binding wire. A thread between today and yesterday, between a new and a forgotten way, between the skies, the earth and inner light, connecting grief and love in older might. I was a part of my beloved tree. The tree of life was now a part of me. I was again a happy little girl. My light was shining like a precious pearl. I felt so strange when I woke up that day. What should I do from now on? What to say? I looked outside. The river called my name. I whispered back with joy, of course, I'm game. I ran on river banks, I flew a kite. Instead of shadows, I could see my light. And it was powerful and so divine. It was so pretty and for sure just mine. Spring came quite quickly and we moved away. Before I left, I tried to seize the day. I went to see my forest one more time, to find a happy tree, to hug and climb. I planted countless trees with newfound light. Each tree had grace, each tree had inner might. I gave life to the trees, they gave me air. We gave each other love, all fair and square. I came back some years later for a stroll. The trees that I had planted now grew tall. Their leaves were green, their roots were strong and deep. They had for me some fruit and nuts to keep. The happy birds were singing songs of spring. They flapped their wings for me, wing after wing. The sun shone bright, the river called my name. Now all was new, yet all was just the same. And that's all for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a story that you want us to catch, submit it on our website at www.relatable-media.com. Thank you for listening. And whether you are at home or on the road, we hope you catch this story. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.